So you can say it's a quality of play, like you've been touting in your text. Did you beat me in in uh, Yahoo? You're my only hello? defeat. Hello, 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 hello. Hey, hello. Hey, buddy, buddy. I am. You know what? There's two things we could talk about here. One, I'm the third highest scoring team in Yahoo. Two, you're the only team to barely beat me in Yahoo. Everybody, everybody else, everybody else. Hey, hey. The point is, I'm the third highest scoring team. I only have one loss. Happens to be your losing butt, and it was by misfield. I'm not losing too much. You're not seven and three. We haven't been ten weeks yet. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm six and three. Okay, because ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is week 10 in the NFL, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I want to give a big shout-out to my boy Sean Leak, who uh, hit me up by uh, inbox a couple times about several trade options that he was handed and uh, ultimately went back to the one that was originally on the table. Uh, So, Sean, if you're listening, brother, call in, and uh, we can talk a little bit more about those trades Right. Also, today, uh, along with how about week 10 in the NFL, we can see the old man has taken his Viagra. But, yes, <laughs> Ronda Rousey headlines UFC 193 as she takes on Holly Holmes to defend her women's bantamweight title. Now, Holly Holmes, calm down. Holly Holmes is a a world-renowned female boxer. She has won many titles in the boxing arena. She's also undefeated in UFC at 9-0. So she's made a smooth transition from boxing to uh, UFC, mixed martial arts, which is amazing because I've seen some of her head kicks, and I'm like, wow. If she could have used some of that in boxing, she would have probably never gotten out, never retired. But, hey, there was no money in female boxing, and um, she went to UFC. So we're going to talk about that card because there are two women's titles on the line in that card, and they're headlining um, the card, the two title fights. And uh, the women always give a very good fight, always. Never disappointed when women fight in UFC. But I also want to talk about something that I just recently read, and uh, it deals with boxing. It was a letter that Oscar De La Hoya sent to Floyd Mayweather. And, you know, I couldn't confirm if it was originally or or if it actually came from uh, Oscar initially. But, yes, sources have said that uh, this scathing, backhanded, um, I guess I don't want to call it a report, but backhanded uh, uh, thing that Oscar sent to um, Floyd was real. And I tell you what, he had a lot of truth in it. A lot of truth in it. Um, might not have been probably the best thing to say or the way to do it, but um he says, good riddance, good riddance to bad rubbish, pretty much, to Floyd Mayweather. So we'll talk about that briefly. Um, but, Mr. Taylor, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. 
Okay. I'm I was surprised. Cause, right now. I'm looking at Yahoo. You're looking at... Okay, why are you looking at Yahoo? The reason I'm looking at Yahoo is because you have scored 1,459 points compared oh my to God, my... you're back on this. To my 1,500. Okay? But what's your record? You, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's your record? Wait, what's wait your record? Minute. That's the only thing that matters. Dude, let me just finish. The only thing that matters is what's your record and what's my record. Let me finish. And this is why I'm this is why I'm pointing it out. That's why I'm saying your eight one is bogus. You have scored against, <laughs> you, have scored against you a league low twelve hundred and thirty six points compared to uh what I and I only scored thirteen uh, I've only had thirty points less scored against me than you've scored totally. Four, okay. 1,429 points I've had scored against me. So my schedule has been a little tougher than yours. One of the toughest tougher schedules. Not the toughest, but one of the tougher schedules in the league. I'm 6-3, you're 8-1, and one, and I'm telling you right now. And regardless if you want to believe it or not, uh, and it's not because I'm behind you. It has nothing to do with that. I'm just telling you right you're now. You're a loser. I got it. Your 8-1 is bogus. You will not win this league. I'm because you you don't score that many points, you don't score hey, that. You know many what? Points. I score enough to win. That's all that matters, right? Against the, the worst, score enough to win. Against the best schedule for you, against the best schedule in the league for you. Hey, hey, you, hey, buddy. So, so buddy. When, you come, when you come up against someone, I'm not worried about that. A serious lineup, you're in trouble. I've beaten, I've beaten everybody in your division that I've played. I've beaten except, everybody in my division that I've played. Well, ex- except the loser I'm on the line with now. But Apparently I'm not I, losing when I played you, though. <laughs> however, I've I've beaten all of my opponents except for one. Happens to be the loser here that I'm talking to. And if you want to be, you know, frank about it, you know, you barely won that. And you know you barely won it. So you don't want to talk about that. But I'm glad you want to keep jumping back to that because you can't talk about ESPN. You can't talk about, you know, anything, especially not your Texans. And you can't talk about, you know, how good you are in all the other leagues because you're not. But I would like to get into a few things that I know you love to talk about. And that's boxing and mixed martial arts for women. So what I want to do right now for the next uh, – because for the last hour, we're going to knock out those games. First of all, let's talk about Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holmes. Um, Ronda, 12-0, she recently had a uh, – it wasn't even domestic violence because she's not married uh, to the to the man, and there was no sexual uh, type of demands made here. Ronda uh, uh, allegedly had uh, to forcibly – Push her way out of a situation with a gentleman. Um, the the gentleman blocked her in, I believe, with a car, and uh, used force to uh, remove herself from the situation. And legally, this is something she said on ESPN. Legally, um, what happened to her was kidnapping, or equated to kidnapping, and it was more of a self defense situation. There's a, a guy, I don't remember who it is, that um, had these things, had done these things, 
and she had to use some of her talent to get out of the situation. And now people are trying to paint her. People that don't like Rhonda are trying to paint her as this ultra-violent person, you know, used her her fighting skills um, against a man, and she should be treated like a man in any domestic violence situation. Firstly, I would like to say that, one, um, I believe women and men are equal. Um, some women are stronger than men. Some men are stronger than women and uh, bigger as well. But wait, wait a minute, you're wrong. No, there, there, there are, dude. There are women. I know women taller than you. I know women stronger than well, you. So you that, can't tell that me that they aren't. What I'm trying to get to. What I'm trying to get. What I'm trying to get to is the balance of. Um, power, so to speak, in a domestic violence situation or in a male versus female, because that's what it equates to in a lot of situations that don't involve um, spouses or loved ones or whatever the case may be, is a male versus female situation. And uh, Rhonda, you know, had to answer some questions about it. And when she has a fight coming up, I'm not saying it was used as a distractor because Holly Holmes is a very, very talented box uh, boxer and now mixed martial arts artist. She's called preacher. Um, and the young lady has nine wins. Six of them have come by knockout. Okay. Uh, three of them by decision. And when Ronda Rousey, who's in this fight, um, the shorter fighter by an inch has to deal with allegations of her being um, the assault, the assaulter in one of these cases is like, okay, well, she's reached that limelight where she can now be put on that pedal and said, well, Mike Tyson, um, you know, he raped Desiree and all this other stuff. Well, Mike says it was consensual. Desiree says it was. It's a he said, she said thing. And Mike served three, four years. I can't remember how many years he served in prison. And it could, and to this day, he says he never did it. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he did. But when Rousey is put in that category of, okay, well, I got every move that I make, every step I take, then, you know, it's, it's, it, it's good and bad for the sport because it brings attention to her as well as uh, to the sport but it also sheds a light on uh, male versus female situations. Um, in my opinion, um, well, let me change that. I will restrain somebody from hitting me, whether it's male or female. I will not beat on a on a young lady or anyone like that because that is cowardice. If I can, if I have to defend myself and you know, there are women that are stronger than me, taller than me, bigger than me, uh, more aggressive than, than I am. So, you know, never say never, but I will do what I need to do to protect myself, no matter if you're male or female. Um, but at the same time, I can't, I can't sit here and say that um, the dude or Rhonda is you know, an aggressor or a bad person for doing this. I can't. 
because she's not. If someone has you cornered and they're trying to keep you somewhere that you don't want to be and you don't have to be, that is, in in effect, kidnapping, and you can do whatever it is you need to do to escape that situation. So in this fight, I see Holly Holmes being that dude that's in a cage with Ronda Rousey, even though she wants to be there. I see Ronda just uh, with improved, with improved skills, with improved skills with her hands, beating the tar out of Holly Holmes. Um, So with that being said, JT, I'll let you take it over for a few minutes. First of all, um, men are statistically stronger than women. Statistically yeah, but, now, but that doesn't mean every woman is. I let you go and talk with every. No, you interrupt long, me. You interrupt me a few times. You know, just a few times. Stop and I'll let you talk. So please let me do so. Women are uh, physically inferior to men. Okay. That's just a physical, physiologically, um, uh, physically uh, fact. It's a fact. The average. Uh, now, no, it's not the average. The average person is. But you, you can't make that. You can't make that statement because it's not true. You're not it's listening not true. to. You're not. Let me finish. Now I'm not saying there are exceptions. Aren't exceptions to the rule? Of course, quite naturally, and anybody with any kind of common sense would think think there are but overall overall men are physically uh superior to women that that's that's you can't dispute that um now in certain certain sports especially in ufc and in, uh well even in ufc ronda rousey is is superior to a lot of women in uh, well, for now, she's superior to every woman that she comes across in uh, UFC. But um, and she's a lot tougher, and she, in, in my opinion, she's got a male mentality when it comes to jumping in the ring and facing an opponent. Holly Holm, um, persona of um, the next door type of girl, um, Miss Goody Two Shows, excuse me, Miss Goody Two Shoes. And Holly Holm, uh, in their official weigh-in, got highly aggravated because the fact is um, that's not really what her, 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 and I'm talking about Holly Holm, is is what she's all about. She's far from that. And and, uh, Ronda Rousey was ready to (laughs) go at it in the weigh-in. Now, you could say some of that may be pre-fight hype. I don't think it is with Ronda Rousey. I think it's, it's genuine. Uh, she doesn't have. A, she has a genuine dislike, uh, in my opinion, for Holly Holm, and that nine and zero that Holly Holm has versus Ronda Rousey, uh, just like uh, her prior opponents, uh, uh, some of them that were undefeated thought they had um, the upper hand. I don't see it here. Uh, that nine and zero is going to be nine and one. Ronda Rousey is going to be. I think she's eleven and zero right now. She's going to be a twelve. Twelve and zero. She twelve and zero was going to be an unlucky thirteen for um, Holly Holm, uh, and lucky thirteen for Ronda Rousey uh, when she, they walk out of the uh, octagon come uh, the end of this fight. Now I'm really anxious to see this because quite naturally they built it up. 
because they're two undefeated, but um, Rousey has faced someone who's undefeated before and dispatched him in short order. And I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but I saw what Holly Holm looked like. I saw what uh, Ron, I know what Ronda Rousey looks like, and I do not think it's a match that's going to last that long. Tell you the truth, Holm is. It looks like she's slight in build, and if she is, uh, if she doesn't have the uh, strength and intensity to match. Ronda Rousey is going to be game, set, match real quick. Well, with that being said, let's examine uh, something else that deals with fighting. Um, because uh, there are a couple of fights on that card that I want to talk about, but we don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want and I want to get to uh, this message. What? The male fights? Yeah, there are a couple of male fights I want to talk about, but I'm not going to get to them uh, because we're running low on time um, as far as for this segment. No, we don't because I'm – dude, you, remember, I got up early, and it's 321 in the morning here, so oh, no, we come don't. On, come on, so, man. Here's, here's what here's, – I'm, I'm going to read as much as I can in the, very quickly of what Oscar De La Hoya sent to Floyd Mayweather. And it's it's rather lengthy, but uh, interesting. And uh, this is what he said. Dear Floyd, you did it. You made it to 49-0, and 0, Mark, a milestone that you'd like to say only the great Rocky Marciano reached, but that was actually achieved by others, including my idol, Julio Cesar Chavez, but who's counting? And now you're retiring again. The first time was after our fight in 2007. This time you say it's for real. You're serious about hanging up the gloves on the bigger – on to bigger and better things. So I'm writing to you, uh, wish you a fond farewell. Truth be told, I'm not unhappy to see you retire. Neither are a lot of boxing fans. Scratch that, most boxing fans. Why? Because the fight will be, better one, will be a better one without you in it. Let's face it, you you were boring. Just like just take Breaking up, and I don't know if you're still talking because I can't hear you, but uh, I think you lost your mic. Uh, you you were breaking up for quite a while. I just went on another site, uh, on a site with my other computer, just to see if it was me or was it actually you. And you are breaking up. And if you're still there, I do not hear you. 
Are you still there, Victor? Um, I do not hear you at all, Victor. I think we we lost Victor. Yeah, uh, we lost Victor. Uh, no, we've got technical difficulties, and uh, Mr. FSP is not with us. And let's see if I can jump in here. Oh, you know, maybe I can do this way. Can I can I jump in there this way? Hold on. All right, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I had a slight issue with my connection there. Uh CJT dropped off. So, um let me get back to what I was saying about what uh Oscar de la Hoya said about Floyd in this letter. So I'm not sure where you guys left off at, but I I'll get to this uh this one part that he talked about um, the bird fight. He says, let's face it, you were boring. Just take a look at your last, or your most recent performance, the last around the ring, a 12-round decision against Andre Berto. How to describe it? A bust, a disaster, a snooze fest, an affair so one-sided that on one judge's scorecard, Berto didn't win a single round. Everyone in boxing knew Berto didn't have a chance. I think more people watched Family Guy reruns that night then tuned into the pay-per-view bout. But I didn't mind shelling out $75 for the HD broadcast. In fact, it's been a great investment. When my kids have trouble falling asleep, I don't have to read to them anymore. I just play them the Berto fight. They don't make it past the third round. Another reason boxing is better off without you, you are—you were afraid. Afraid of taking chances, afraid of risk. A perfect example is your greatest triumph, the long-awaited record-breaking fight between you Manny Pacquiao, nearly 4.5 million buys, more than $400 million in revenue, headlines worldwide. How can that be bad for boxing? Because you lied. You promised action and entertainment uh, and a battle for the ages, and you delivered none of the above. The problem is that's precisely how you want it. You should have fought Pacquiao five years ago, not five months ago. That, however, would have been too dangerous, too risky. You've made a career out of being cautious. You can't, I mean, you won't get to the ring, in the ring, unless you have an edge. Sure, you fought some big names, but they were past their prime. Hell, even when we fought in 2007, and I barely lost a split decision, I was at the tail end of my career. Then later you took on Mexican megastar Saul Canelo Alvarez, but he was too young and had to drop too much weight. I see Jerry in, in the chat room, so I'm going to bring him back in before I finish here. Uh, but let me continue what uh, Oscar said about uh, Floyd. He says, me, I got into the business to take chances. I took on all comers in their prime. The evidence, I lost six times. After 31 wins, my first loss was to Felix Trinidad, and I learned a valuable lesson that is true both in the ring and in life. Run. I didn't stop taking on the best of the best. After being after being Darrell Cooley, I took on Sugar Shane Mosley at the height of his powers, undefeated by many to be the pound for pound best in the world. Again, I lost. After four wins against more top ranked fighters, 
I took on Mosley again. We can debate who actually won the rematch, but the judges had me losing that one as well. Did I go easy after that? No. I moved up to middleweight to win a belt and face one of the greatest middleweights of all time, Bernard Hopkins. After a body shot that I'm still feeling uh, took me out of, of the fight, I took on two more guys at the height of their power who, many years later, would finally face each other at the ages of 36 and 38, Manny Pacquiao and you. When fighters do that, when they risk losing, that's when everyone wins. The mantra of my firm, Golden Board Promotions, is simple. The best taking on the best. Too bad you didn't do the same. You took the easy way out. When you weren't dancing around uh, fading stars, show idea for you, dancing around fading stars, beating up on outclassed opponents. A lot of your average fighters, but they weren't your caliber. You're a very talented fighter, the best defensive fighter of our generation. What good is talent if you don't test it? Muhammad Ali did. Sugar Ray Leonard did. You, not a chance. You spent 2000 to 2010 facing forgettable opening acts like uh, Victorino Sosa, Philip Endu, Demarcus Corley, Henry Brussels, and Shamba Mitchell. There were there were guys out there. Uh, excuse me. There were guys out there. Tough, scary opponents like Antonio Margarito and Paul Williams, but you ran from them. Were you ever on track? Were you ever on the track team in high school? You would have been a star. Boxing will also be better a better place without the mouth. Your mouth, to be precise, the one that created Money Mayweather. I know you you needed the Money Mayweather persona, but he and Golden Boy Promotions came along. Nobody watched your fights. You couldn't even sell out your hometown in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The mouth made you money, more money than you could spend in a lifetime. Wait, I've seen those episodes of 24-7. You probably will spend it all. But the mouth doesn't have a place in boxing. Save it for the WWE. Unless you're someone like Ali who fights where a who fights were scintillating as he as well as his banter, the all talk, no entertainment model cheapens our sport. Boxers should speak with their fists and with their hearts. They don't have to say anything to prove themselves. You're going to have a legacy. You'll be remembered as the guy who made the most money. As for your fights, we've already forgotten most of them. Now, now that you're stepping aside, attention can be turned to the sports real stars, the brawlers, the brave, the boxers, who want nothing more than to face the best and therefore be the best. There's Canelo, uh, there's Canelo, Kaza KO sensation, uh, Gennady Golovkin, ferocious flyweight Roman Gonzalez, slugger Sergey Kovalev, and a host of up-and-comers including Terrence Crawford, Baisley Likominko, and Keith Thurman. Want to see what a monster fight looks like? Canelo takes on McGregor on November 21st. It won't do 4.4 million in pay-per-view buys, but everyone who watches it will be thrilled, and that's no empty promise. You're moving on to new phases of life now, a second act. I'm sure it will be nice not to have to train year-round, to get out of the gym and spend time with your family. But I'm wondering what you're going to do. You have a lot of time and, at the moment, a lot of money. Maybe you'll put your true skills to work and open a used car dealership or run a circus. Or maybe you'll wind up back on Dancing with the Stars. It's a job safe, pays well, and lets you run around on stage, something you've been doing for most of your career. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm not sure if Jerry heard all that, but uh, that was a letter apparently sent from Oscar De La Hoya to Floyd, and it was a public letter, and uh, it's pretty pretty telling. Of course. Well, I mean, you know, and and I hate, I, I, I I dislike people that do this. And you're one of them, Victor. You don't like um, Mayweather, so you you try you do everything and everything and anything to to bash him, which is fine. I I, I understand your mentality, and it's good to know where you're coming what? from. It's been years. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Because Oscar De La Hoya is one of those haters, one of those jealous haters that didn't like Floyd when he was oh boxed back up what he talked about. And because it didn't satisfy the, what they thought a boxer should do in the ring, the object in boxing is to hit and not get hit. That's the object in boxing. When you get in the ring, you don't want to get hit. You want to hit your opponent and hit your opponent early and often enough and avoid getting hit so you can win rounds and win the fight. That's the object. Whether it's exciting fight, whether it's a boring, in people's words, a boring fight. The object is not to get hit, not take hits. So, that, I mean, so hold on. on. So, how so how, how does that make me a, a bad person? And, and, and doesn't get hit is a bad <laughs> fight because you want to see Floyd get hit. And really, you want to see Floyd no. get hit and go down and lose because well, you and a listen with your mentality. Have oh my. the thought because Floyd Mayweather flaunts what he has so much, you despise him. You don't like his the way the way he goes about his business, and that's fine. I understand that, but you you take it to another level that whatever he does, hold on, what, hold what, on, what, where and the way he does it, no, uh, um, you just can't wait for him to lose. So you you. You read that whole letter, and I didn't interrupt you because I wanted to hear the whole thing. And, I, I, you know, I pretty much – what when you started, I pretty much knew where this, where this letter was going. So all the stuff you you had said from the start of the letter in, until you ended was all redundant because it was all um, – um, Dude, Oscar, Oscar De La Hoya showing his uh, his uh, um, jealousy and, and, and his uh, – his, okay. um, of Floyd Mayweather and the amount of money and and putting shots and saying he's going to lose all his money because that's that, listen. that's what he thinks is going to happen. He doesn't know it, but listen. Floyd all I can win. tell you, Floyd can't. Wait a minute, I didn't interrupt you. I let you talk. The <laughs> I, I was reading. I wasn't giving my personal. I was not giving my personal opinion. Yes, I was were. reading. Yes, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Your point and the way you read Dude. that letter. I, that's I saw, the way I, it was written. That's I, I, that's I, I what was written. That is what was written. Why would you read the whole letter if you didn't want to make your point? If you didn't want to make I, your listen, point that you wanted listen. to make your point that Floyd Mayweather was not all that. I wasn't. He's I, you up, you, you have read to way too point. much. Floyd Mayweather was a boring fighter. You wanted to make your point that Floyd no, Mayweather was all that. I just but read a letter. Yeah, I read okay. a letter. You claim That's all, all that I innocence. did. And, uh, you, you, you can claim all that innocence that you want. Oh, but my I, goodness. I, I know the underlying uh, uh, 
Can you no, give Floyd his, his 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 scrotum sack back? Listen, all I all I did all I did was read what his money and people didn't like him making his money the way he did, and he made Listen. it legit. He made it legit fighting in the no ring. No one said he didn't. No one said he didn't do that. All, all, listen. And and it illustrates (laughs) what you said at the end of that letter that the the, the next fight between, uh, I forget who it is, Canelo and whoever it is, won't make the same amount of money the last fight of of Floyd Mayweather, which is like 4.4, whatever it was. And that's that's the simple simple illustration of how much of a draw Floyd Mayweather is compared to these other fighters. No, dude, listen. You see again. You, my friend, have a a Floyd bias. Regardless, I don't all I Floyd. did was read a letter. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain to you how because I'm all I did was read. All I'm all saying I did is was read what what the Oscar yeah. wrote. And, 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 That's and, all and I the did. Problem the problem is this: Floyd is a proud black man that talks a lot of smack, which a lot of black. Oh my god! A lot of black brothers do. Talking about talking all that smack because it it just happens to be what we do, and you no, know that. No, it's not what we do. It's a not what of, we do. It's what some people do. do a lot of us do that. Come on, Victor, you know that because I do it no, myself. I do it I myself. I know you did. You, you opened the show with it. You opened the show with it. And, and, it, and it, <laughs> as long as he backs it up, and 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 it. But and, see, and, that's, and, that's the thing. That's the thing, Jerry. The problem is, no. you don't like the way Floyd goes about his business. When he wins a fight, he talks. Why a lot are you of trying stuff. to make this about me? Why are you trying to make this about me? All I did was read. You and people nope. like you who no. don't like Listen. the way Floyd wins. When he wins, it's not humble. He wins and talks about it a lot. But and he you don't... talks about it as if he's destroyed a player or a boxer. Now here's the deal. Here's here's the great deal. And we'll, um, and, and no. Floyd's not about that. Listen, listen. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I'll, I'll jump in just a little bit here. Since I'm accused of giving my personal opinion when I didn't, Absolutely. that shows yeah. I, I, because I did not. I read the the thing. If you want to see it for yourself, you, ahead, you can you can see it for yourself. I'll tell you exactly where to see it because I don't want to read it. Are, I don't want to read it. Of course it's all not. About it. Of course. It's all about hating Floyd. That's all it's about. That's all about hating Floyd. Floyd walked away and, and, and said that he was going to walk away from this fight. He, he, he hasn't been talking. He hasn't been talking. I think he talked a little bit about Adrian Broner, and Broner has something to say about it. But he hasn't been talking. He just walked away. You're breaking up. You're breaking up again. I'm trying to explain to you is that uh, now I lost you. The the issue between Floyd and and Broner, I'm still on the line. At any rate, okay. At any rate, but your break was. I was trying to get to the whole thing that he was talking about, Adrian Broner, um, saying how he was disappointed in him and how he would be ashamed to take on those types of fights. 
when in fact that was his career. But that's my personal opinion. What what I read, what I oh. read was from Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Because Adrian Broner, he even yeah. said it in his rebuttal. He said it in his rebuttal uh, that you know that's he's he's only fighting the people just put in front of him. Same thing Floyd did, but Floyd actually handpicked his folks. I don't care about Floyd Mayweather picking his folks. I just brought up the 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 letter because it's a bridge to boxing and UFC. That's what it is. Holly Holmes is a world champion, I think, seven times over. So for you to accuse me of trying to put personal feelings in it, that's totally bogus. Totally no. bogus and wrong. No, 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 no. It's totally bogus and wrong because what I did, what I did was it has nothing to do with my feelings for the dude. It doesn't. I don't care about Floyd. Floyd is going to go do what Floyd does. I use it as a bridge to talk about uh, the fight game. I was going to, I was trying before you went on your rant about how, I was one-sided, which is totally bogus and wrong. I was no, trying to I, show you. I was trying to show you that people left boxing. That that Holly left boxing. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now. Yes, Holly does. Holmes left boxing because like there boxing. was nothing there. It. it <laughs> oh, that's an insult, and you know that cut deep. But that's okay. I, I'll get to like that. Trying to say I'm, I'll get I'm to totally. That. Come on. The the deal is Holly Holmes left boxing because yeah. one, there was no more of a challenge for her, and two, um, the sport female boxing it has not generated enough, uh, I guess, um, interest to no. go in there and fight somebody for a long period of time to get beat up and not get paid on the same lines as males. No won't. And when she goes to the UFC, if she pulls the upset off, she can get that long-awaited big payday for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if she gives a good showing, she can still become a highly paid female mixed martial artist. That's the whole thing. It's a bridge. But, of course, with your biased viewpoints on what you think I feel... That's what it is. So I'm going to leave that well, alone. Let me, let, I'm, let no, no, me. I'm going to leave it alone. Listen, I don't, I don't care about Floyd's wealth. I don't. I don't care about what he does now. Um, when he was boxing, I cared because I was a boxing fan. I was a boxing fan. And one point, poignant thing that Oscar put in that letter, or a couple poignant things that I found in that letter was he compared Ali and uh, – and 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 Floyd, and he said, in so many words, he said, "Yeah, Ali talked the talk, but he also walked the walk." And when he pointed out the fact that uh, that promised he was going to fight Pac and there was going to be a war, and he failed to do so, he said he lied. Now again, I'm not telling Floyd how to fight. He's going to fight to win, which is fine. I care about that, but the whole point that uh, I got from Oscar's message was when there's a good fight, everybody wins. The boxers win as well as the fans. But when only the boxer who wins the match 
wins and other people feel disappointed, that ruins the boxing game. That's what he was saying. That's what he was yeah, saying. You know, you know, and, and, and that's not. Saying, and he was also saying, Victor, that um, he he would rather have the fans uh, dictate how a fighter fights, and no. and, and, and and basically um, wishing that Floyd had lost. The undertone when there was wishing no, he didn't Floyd say he wished he lost. He never said that, and he never he never intimated that either. In so many words, he was saying that for the simple no, fact that he, he said well, he didn't take on higher said, talent. Wait a minute. When he said Floyd Mayweather uh, retiring was the best thing for boxing, come on. Come on. But he outlines it. He, out, he says in revenue, it, in it, revenue and, 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 nah. and the For and Floyd. The Floyd's the only one making the money in that. That's what he's talking about. Wait a when minute. You, People when you send, hit. when you send people in in a match, how about the other boxer? Not just not just Floyd Mayweather. Guy, guy, it's Wait not about the other boxer that he's fighting because the other boxer he's fighting always gets the shorter end of the revenue stick. But well, that's not the po- that's Floyd, not the point. That's Floyd, not the point though. Floyd Mayweather is the draw, and the draw is, you know, let me put it this way: the draw is this, and and, and people. I can't believe people don't know the game. The, the draw is this. Be painted as Darth Vader. Be painted as the bad guy. And everybody is going to want to come to see you lose. People well, are going to come to see that, you lose. That's and, fine. And, and, and it was a good strategy. Jumped in the ring. People just couldn't, didn't want to miss the opportunity to see Floyd Mayweather lose. And it never, well, you know, never happened. And that's fine. People resented no, that. No, no, I don't think people resented him not not losing. I don't think people did that. No, listen, dude, dude, Absolutely. you're not even you're not even following your own uh, line of thought here. If people paid to see, it, listen, if people paid to see him lose on a continuous basis, right? If people paid to see him lose, he would have fought uh, some of the fighters that that. Um, he fought all the top fighters. Mentioned. He fought all the no, top he fighters. didn't. No, he didn't. He, he didn't fight Paul fighters. Williams. He didn't. Talk, he didn't fight Paul Williams. He can't fight it. He, he did not he fight Paul everybody. Williams. He fight who he Listen. wants to fight, and he fought all the top. He fought all the, 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 all the fighters that would draw. That, that was the champion. He, what? You're a nitpick guy that he should have fought. And he, he fought a lot of guys. He fought a lot of guys that had that had titles. Now, because he didn't fight a guy that 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 was uh, a lot of people now think that he should have fought. Come on, come on, come on! You can say that about every any fighter. You can say about that about any fighter. You can say, you can say that about any fighter. I, I, I don't you, hear you. You know what? The, the, the sport of boxing happens to be. Let me tell you. 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 Let me tell you.
city won't have four. They, they want to watch Floyd. They want to watch movies. But you, you're breaking up. Uh, I can tell you is you're breaking up. And I'm not, no, no. If he's smart with his money and he has great finance, Floyd has good uh, money managers, he'll be fine. There will be no issue, and it's well, just somebody, somebody saying mean, something why, about why somebody. Oscar, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oscar put that in the letter. I can't yeah, I mean, answer he, that. I can't answer that. All I can say is Oscar De La Hoya had a Oscar lot of De La Hoya makes more money than him, though. So you know Oscar he has a, a he, he has a huge he has a huge uh, fight promotion. Puts on very good fights that makes he, a lot of money for everybody. More money than Floyd Mayweather. Made more money as a box, than Floyd as, as a boxing promoter, yes. Yes, he did. He does. Let me so, put it this way. Because, because he, and just like oh Bob Aaron, because he didn't have control of Floyd Mayweather, he couldn't do, he couldn't generate the type of um, uh, revenue that Floyd Mayweather fights generated. Uh, there was a lot of resentment and envy from both of those promoters. But, uh, and, and Oscar De La Holy just showed his true colors, and by, especially by making references that uh, I'm glad you made a lot of money. I hope you keep it. And with those references over more than Dude. one time, oh, man, come on. Okay, come on. That, come on. Now I will say I will say that that's a I will say that part probably was a cheap shot. But statistically, since you were on statistics earlier, boxers they get out the game, they go broke. They go broke quick. Athletes they get out of whatever sport go broke quick. So now you, now you, now you know, you're trying. No, you, you went to you statistics. You with, went with, to statistics. So I'm no, going no, to statistics. I, no, I didn't now go to, to statistics. Yes, you did. For for the women, for the for the women thing. Now let me get back to what we were talking about. Let me get back to what we were talking about. Because uh, we wasted way too much time on on somebody that doesn't mean a hill of well, beans. You you know that was, no, it doesn't matter. All I'm going to tell you is that, you know, I said it was an issue between the two. Now, for the next 38 minutes, since you killed most of my time on a worthless uh, conversation. Apparently it wasn't uh, worthless. You brought it up. <laughs> no, no, because you, you, the worthless part was the accusation that you made. What the I accusation said. you made. Yeah, that accusation. You, you accused so me I of something that was worth talk today. Maybe I shouldn't say anything today. Is that what no, you're telling me? You, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I'll keep quiet. You shouldn't Victor. accuse me. You shouldn't accuse me. That's I'll all I'm saying. <laughs> now you're gonna pout like a little baby, just like Jeremiah too. <laughs> I'll keep quiet. All right, so anyway, let you speak because uh, apparently I don't know what I'm talking about. But go right ahead. <laughs> Are you finished pouting? Can I go to football now? All right, I go to football now. All right, so our first game is Jacksonville at Baltimore. Um, this game actually looks like it's going to be a one-sided game to me as Jacksonville travels to Baltimore, who is completely depleted. Um, Kareem, uh, I can't remember dude's last name, it's a journeyman who is a starting wide receiver for uh, Baltimore now. The Steve Smith has gone out for IR. Dennis Pitta 
has been told he should retire. Um, and that's not good for Dennis. You also have a whole bunch of other uh, issues going on in Baltimore. They can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. Uh, Jacksonville's coming in pretty hot. Alan Hearns looks like he's going to play. Um, Robinson is is the two are a dynamic duo along with Blake Bortles. It seems like Jacksonville is poised to make a strong run at the end of the season. So with that, I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win this game, hands down, in Baltimore. What do you got, JT? I just I just said, what do you got? Jacksonville. <laughs> He's pouting, ladies and gentlemen. He is pouting big time. All right, Detroit goes to Green Bay. Now, I, I Aaron Rodgers sure on time, so I don't want to take too much time. Okay. Detroit goes to Green Bay. Uh Aaron Rodgers made some comments in the press about Detroit last time they beat them in Green Bay. And uh I'm not saying it's gonna bite him in the butt, but when the coach changes the running back in the middle of the season. That means he feels that something is really up. Eddie Lacy is now second string to James Starks. Now, granted, James Starks was very effective, was very effective while in the game, uh, in most games that uh, Green Bay has played, but that's because they had to pass the ball. In substitution situations, Starks has run very well. What's wrong with Eddie Lacy? I don't know. I know JT's trying to trade him away. Uh, but Lacy has, to me, to me, Eddie Lacy has been the biggest fantasy bust this year. Here's an opportunity for him to come off the bench as this, I guess, a change of pace back, and I don't know how that's going to work because he's a bruiser um, against a Detroit team that fired their offensive coordinator, tried to trade Megatron, or is trying to trade Megatron, fired their president and general manager, and looks like they're in disarray. Green Bay coming off a, a, a devastating loss, uh, one to Carolina that they should have won, but Cam Newton, with no neighbors, took apart Green Bay secondary. I think Detroit gets this victory. Uh, Megatron has his coming out party this year. Aaron Rodgers can't tell them to relax. JT. I can talk. <laughs> I said, yeah, dude, go ahead. Okay, no problem. Detroit's perfect on the road, 0-4. Green Bay, perfect at home, 4-0. Perfect no, not, storm. Just, was, no. that, was that loss in Green Bay or was it in uh, – in Carolina. in uh, Carolina, oh, was it, it was in Carolina. Okay, Carolina. They have not lost at home. They're perfect at home, four and zero. They split last year. Lions winning at home. Green Bay winning at home. Lions are allowing thirty-seven points per game over the last four weeks. Give me a break. No way. In fact, and, and um, Calvin Johnson didn't even practice on Friday, which is a, a red flag. No way they went here. Um, I got a surprise uh, a fantasy player for tomorrow, but I like Green Bay in this big time. 
All right, let's move on. Miami, Philadelphia looks like they're finding their stride. Unfortunately for Philly, um, the Chip Kelly quarterback experiment has backfired. Why? Because Matt Stafford is the lowest-ranking quarterback in the National Football League. Worst QBR. Colin Kaepernick had a better quarterback rating than him. But Kaepernick's on the bench. And, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're doing Miami and Philly, right? Yes, yes, we are. What are you, talk, what are you talking about Matthew Stafford? He's not He's not a Philly quarterback. Oh, not Stafford. Matt, I'm sorry. I thought I said Bradford. I thought I said Bradford. Okay. No, you uh, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford has the worst QB rating uh, in the NFL. And again, as I said, even Colin Kaepernick, who's now benched, has a better QBR than Bradford. Uh, Philly's at home. Miami is trying to find their way back to the winning ways. I honestly think uh, all the money in Dominican Sue got paid. Uh, He's, he's got six sacks. That's a lot for him right now, especially midway through the season. But everybody else needs to stand up on that defense. Cameron Wake is gone. But Misi and Jenkins, they're still there. They can do something. Um, the problem I see here is Ryan Tannehill. Um, lately, he hasn't been able to hit Jarvis Landry for any big plays. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Good job, but not good enough. Um, Lamar Miller, he's about to lose his job to a guy that's a rookie that's been out of, uh, I guess, out for half the season due to an injury. I'm talking about Joseph Ajay. Ajay looks like he might even come in here and steal some reps from Lamar Miller. If Philadelphia runs DeMarco Murray, if they run him, if not, Miami takes it by 10 points. Dolphins are three and five on back on a two game losing streak. The Eagles are four and four coming off the win in Dallas. Like everybody saw two and one on a home record. And just like, uh, Vic said, I was going to save this for tomorrow, but I'll save it today. If he's sitting on your bench, not bench, on your waiver wire, and you're looking for a running back that's going to be uh, uh, an exciting running back for the second half of the season, maybe maybe into your playoffs, because Miami's schedule in in the fantasy playoffs is pretty favorable. Jay Adai. He's already the second. He's only play, played one game. They say he's going to get more reps because of what, the way he uh, exploded. In the last game, Jay Ajay is slowly creeping up on Mr. Mar- Lamar Miller, even though it's one game and uh, uh, maybe a fantasy football surprise. I'm, I love running backs, and this guy I saw, I watched this game specifically because I knew he was going to get touches. Watch this kid. He's extremely explosive, uh, better than Lamar Miller. He can catch the ball out of the backfield because he's from Boise State and he was doing that in Boise State. Uh, and the coaching staff said he needs to get more reps in in, in 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 a game. I like 
the uh, Philly to win this game, but uh, the guy I'm really looking at in this game is uh, Jay Ajayi to see how much more he progresses from the first to the second game. Well, as I said before, he's been out half the season, and he's uh, looking to take his job. So I see that, that happening. Cleveland goes to Pittsburgh. Now, here's here's the interesting part in this one. Big Ben has been rumored to be playing in this game. Folks have I said, have. well, folks have said, this is one of those games that uh, Pittsburgh has to win. And when you're telling me you you have to beat Cleveland, because Cleveland is that big of a threat to you right now, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Landry is a, is a decent quarterback. Um, he found Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown became relevant again. But D'Angelo Williams was the catalyst for Pittsburgh last week. Now, he scored one time, if I'm not mistaken, but it, it took a field goal to win last week's game after uh, Ben went out. Two to three weeks on to mean he'll be back in a week or two. Um, Cleveland, Johnny Menzel, he has a way of, of looking for the quarter and then fizzling out. So, Mr. Menzel and the Cleveland Browns, you're going into Heinz Field. Uh, I really don't like anybody on the offensive or defensive side of the ball for Cleveland because surprisingly, surprisingly, Cleveland is one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. D'Angelo Williams should have a field day in this game. Uh, Martavius Bryant, along with Antonio Bryant, Brown, should also do well. Cleveland loses this game by 14 points or more. And I I play all of the skill positions for um, for Pittsburgh, especially if Ben plays. Jerry says it's not going to happen, but there's rumors. The rumor has it, and I, I like spreading rumors. Go ahead, Jerry, real quick. Yeah, I know you like spreading rumors. Most of them bad. Five whatever. Steelers went over the Raiders. Steelers are three and two at home. Quite naturally, the Browns are two and seven. Four game. Losing streak, not going to happen. Whether Ben plays or not, Cleveland loses. Ben um, steals win. Are you eating lunch or something? What? Talk to me, man. We just keep talking. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you're eating. <laughs> okay. You must be eating. You got to be eating. So, as Jerry snacks on his. His uh, whatever he's snacking on. Let's go to Chicago at St. Louis. Uh, Matt Forte is questionable. Uh, Langford didn't look bad versus San Diego, although San Diego is not the best team defensively right now. Um, I'm not sold on Langford. But I am sold on Martellus Bennett, and I'm sold on uh, Alshon Jeffries, and believe it or not, I'm sold on Jay Cutler. Here's the problem. Todd Gurley, he's a man-child. Todd Gurley looks like he's going to uh, be the next big thing at running back next year. And if you're in a fantasy league that does keepers, that's one rookie that I'm going to place as a keeper uh, if I have him. Chicago is terrible versus the run and the pass. But... But I don't think Nick Foles and that uh, St. Louis passing game are going to be a match for uh, 
Jay Cutler, Martellus Bennett, and Alshon Jeffries. I think Todd Gurley will get over 100 yards, but I don't think Todd Gurley is going to win this game for St. Louis. I have Chicago, believe it or not, winning back-to-back games on the strength of Jay Cutler. Go ahead, JT. Strength of Jay Cutler is throwing interceptions. Um, The Rams are number four in preventing fantasy points uh, uh, against wide receivers and number two against the quarterback position in preventing fantasy points. Jay Cutler, St. Louis is going to win this game on Jay Cutler's arm. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, whatever. I honestly think think Jay Cutler is going to do well in this game. He he did decently versus uh, San Diego. And uh, I think San Diego has a pretty – I think it's about even, unfortunately, because St. Louis used to be such a great defensive team. But they're going to be down their starting cornerback that knocked out Teddy Bridgewater. So we'll see what happens. I still believe Jay Cutler and Alshon Jeffries and Martellus Bennett will have a great game. If Matt Forte plays, because he's questionable, if Matt Forte plays, Chicago definitely wins. Let's go to Dallas versus Tampa Bay. I don't like Dallas at all. However, however, Jameis Winston, he's starting to mature a little bit. But the one thing that I see still being a problem is he's looking to one side of the field. Vincent Jackson's getting a paycheck. And I think he's making like six to eight million this year. And he hasn't done diddly squat. That's not his fault. I got that. I got that. But Jameis has not even looked to his side. The point is, you know, who's replacing him? How many receptions has that receiver gotten? Maybe 10. Maybe 10. But he likes to do the dump-off passes, the tight ends, the running backs. Uh, Mike Evans has not been a valuable fantasy player. Now, I'm not going to say Mike Evans is a bust because it's not his fault. It's his quarterback. Uh, Dallas actually looked like they could win a game last week. They lost, but, but Matt Castle, and I'm surprised I'm saying this, he looked decent. Dez Bryant went for five catches and a touchdown, and Dez Bryant went off in the locker room at a reporter. Apparently, the reporter said that Dez had called one of his teammates the N-word, and he said a couple other things that weren't friendly, and Dez went off. He did a, a Ryan Leaf, a Ryan Leaf to the reporter. Uh, if you remember back in the day when Ryan Leaf was in the NFL, Junior Seau had to calm him down. Well, Jason Witten was Junior Seau in this situation, along with Darian McFadden. Um, Dez is going to cause this team to have to explain a lot. Not only did he go off on the reporter, he went off on the public affairs personnel for Dallas. Uh, He wants the ball, yes. They have a strong running game with Darren McFadden, yes. But I don't see Matt Castle going into Tampa and beating Levy Smith and the Buccaneers. Um, They can't stop Doug Martin. Dallas cannot stop stop Doug Martin. That's the type of player or the type of running back that hurts Dallas. A shifty, fast running back. 
And Chris Sims isn't that bad either, but I don't like Chris Sims, especially going against Dallas. Uh, maybe in the passing game, but not fantasy-wise. And uh, I'm going to pick Tampa to win this game because they're at home, not because I think they're better than Dallas. I think Dallas is actually a lot better than Tampa, but I think Tampa wins this game. Go ahead. It's going to be a close game. Um, it's going to be a very close game, and Dallas should have won the last game, maybe a couple games. But the, um, it has been Matt Castle who's been letting Dallas down. It's been their defense that can't can't uh, um, slow down the um, the opposition. This is going. This is a really a, a flip of the coin game. Um, but you know what? I'm going with Dallas. I like Dallas. All right. I just want a piece of whatever the sandwich you eating. That's all I want. I just want a piece of it. It sounds good. So. Whatever. Selfish. Carolina, the undefeated Carolina Panthers go to Tennessee, take on Marcus Mariota, and um, I was going to say Aaron Andrews, but I can't remember the, the, the young running back's name uh, right now. Andrews. Antonio. I knew it was an A. Give me a break. That's why you're going to go down in a few of these leagues. Hey, JT, it's okay. Your hate is so well-received. You know why I don't care about him? Because he's not doing anything. So, Carolina goes to Tennessee. Uh, Again, as I said, a no-name, nobody-catching-the-ball offense is 7-0. That tells you that the defense is – excuse me, 8-0. That tells me – no, yeah, because they had their bye week. 8-0. That tells me the defense has been playing light – out, lights out. Uh, and last week there was a wide receiver sighting, and I was surprised that Green Bay allowed these receivers to catch the ball all over the place. Um, will that happen this week? Mm, I don't think so. With uh, with Ken Wisenhut gone and Bill Musgrave in there, uh, he's made it a little bit more friendly for Mariota, uh, but I don't think there's enough tools for Mariota to do much with. I really don't. So I'm going to pick Carolina to continue their undefeated streak and win by seven. Go ahead, JT. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, this is a type, one of these type of games. Now, I don't, I don't know everybody's picking Carolina because they think, uh, for, the, for the most part, Tennessee's got issues. On the offensive side of the ball, surprisingly, they're not that bad on the defense. Uh, Tennessee is uh, sixth against the running back, uh, midstream, approximately thirteenth against the uh, uh, preventing points against the wide receiver. Um, where they dip is in the, the quarterback and, and uh, tight end in preventing fantasy points against those two. So their defense is not that bad, um, and their offense, given the right situation, can. Can score points. Well, Carolina nullified uh, Aaron Rodgers last week, for the most part, or, or got a stop when they needed it. Marcus Mariota is not even on the same planet as uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Carolina goes in and gets a win, but it's not going to be easy. Okay, let's go to a game that. 
uh, I hope turns out to be a very entertaining game um, as the New Orleans Saints take on the Washington Redskins. Um, Washington's at home. For whatever reason, Jay Gruden has decided to abandon the run game. Um, I will tell you, that's a very big mistake, uh, especially going against a team that's terrible versus the pass and terrible versus the run. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe that uh, quarterbacks versus New Orleans have scored 20 fantasy points in average uh, in a traditional fantasy football league. That is is not good. Kirk Cousins, this is the game or the type of game that, well, he shouldn't do well in. I believe uh, Rob Ryan is going to blitz him like crazy and cause him to panic. I believe he's not going to play any zone. Uh, If he does, he's going to play right into what Kirk Cousins does best, which is beat the zone. You already know who his favorite receiver receiving target's going to be. It's going to be Reed. Deshaun Jackson came back last week off of a, a hamstring injury that's, you know, hampered him all season long. Had, I believe, two catches. This is a game that he actually needs to get a buttload of catches. But I don't think, I really don't think Kirk Cousins can get it to him. Uh, Alfred Morris could have a huge game in this game. Uh, Matt Jones could have a huge game in this game. Um, But I don't see Drew Brees going into FedEx field and uh, Mark Ingram going into FedEx field and losing this game. I love my team, but I'm a realist. I understand what's going on. Uh, They're trying to make sure that RG3 doesn't collect all that money that he had before. It was going to come to him. So they're going to keep him on the sideline, keep him number three. It's a business move for a guy that everybody except for a handful of people feel isn't a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he isn't. He isn't. But with that being said, I'm going to pick New Orleans and Mark Ingram to have a huge day in D.C. Even though the Skins' defense is pretty good, it's the offense that just is not right. JT, go ahead. Close game. New Orleans doesn't play that well on the road. <clears throat> they got offensive weapons. Ashley, um, if if they're not the worst in certain positions, they're very close to it. Close game in this. Um, um, but I think, uh, just like you said, I think New Orleans wins this Let's go to Minnesota versus Oakland. Uh, There's a very, very good chance that this could be the game of the week. I'm not sure if Teddy Bridgewater is playing in this game or not. Uh, If he is, it will be an outstanding matchup because Oakland under Jack Del Rio has found something. They found a way uh, to get things done. I want to apologize because uh, Musgrave is in Oakland. He is not the uh, interim head coach in Tennessee. It is Mike Malarkey, who's the interim head coach in Tennessee, so I apologize for that. But in Oakland, uh, David Carr has flourished. Michael Crabtree looks like a great compliment for uh, 
Amari Cooper, Latavius Murray is doing decently. Um, the offense is not giving away the game. The defense, eh, not so much so. But I'm telling you, Minnesota giving the Brock to AP will be key in this game. He's going to set up the play action pass, whether it's Sean Hill or Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Stefan Diggs did not have a good game last week. I don't think he's going to have a good game this week. Um, I'm actually looking for either Mike Wallace or Charles Johnson to actually step up in this game. Uh, they have to. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be tough for, for Rudolph and all those other guys to continue being as our uh, Minnesota that is. And they're leading or tied. They're 6-2 and two in the NFC North. That says something when you really don't have a wide receiver threat and you're in the North Division with Green Bay, with Detroit, and you're still sitting up top of the world. I'm going to pick. It's going to be tough. I don't even know. Because it's in Oakland, that's only, yeah, that's only reason I'm going to pick Oakland. Because it's in Oakland. Because I think this is going to be a very good game. What you got, JT? In my opinion, this is going to be a very good game also. Two young quarterbacks trying to find their way with um, some exciting wide receivers. And Stephon Diggs in Minnesota and uh, Amari Cooper in uh, Oakland. And I'm going the same way you're going. Because they're playing in Oakland. I'm taking Oakland. Okay. Either you have an orange or you got spitting tobacco because it sounds like you're eating something really good. Just tell everybody what it is you're eating since we can hear you doing it. What are you eating? York peppermint patties. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Went to the 80s candy. Or the, yeah. I haven't seen a York peppermint patty in a long time. All right. So, a game that I think is going to be a very good defensive game, but without a key to leave, it might be a little bit harder for Denver to be that great of an offensive team. Uh, I'm a defensive team. Kansas City goes to Denver. Um, Ronnie Hillman still dealing with some type of ankle injury, um, so that's going to cause C.J. Anderson to probably win that job back. He looked good. C.J. Anderson looked good last week. I think he'll do it again this week. Peyton Manning will destroy. He should. He should destroy this surprisingly Terrible Kansas City secondary. Honestly, I thought Kansas City was going to have one of the better defenses this year. Um, but Eric Berry, Barry Church, um, not Barry Church, I'm sorry, um, Branch. I can't remember Branch's first name. But uh, Branch, formerly of Oakland, uh, and some decent corners in that front seven. I thought Kansas City would be better. But I don't see it happening. Denver's at home. It's a... Uh, it's a mile-high victory for C.J. Anderson, Demarius Thomas, and, of course, Emmanuel Sanders. And I think A.J., I mean, C.J. Anderson goes for a buck 20 and maybe one or two scores. What you got? I got Denver winning this pretty easily. 
Kansas City doesn't have enough firepower. All right, let's go to the next game. Uh, New England at the Giants. Tom Coughlin is 5-1 and one all time versus Bill Belichick. 5-1. and one. That includes the Super Bowls, regular season. That's not going to happen this week. Unfortunately, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots are going to go off on this giant team at home. Victor Cruz is still out. Um, I hate to see it and I hate to say it, but New England goes 9-0 in this victory. Uh, If you're looking for a great guy to pick up, now, I think it's James White, but I don't trust Belichick's stinking running back. That's the problem. You never know unless it's the passing back, which in this case looks like it's going to be uh, Bolden, Brandon Bolden. Um, It's crazy, but I see Gronk having a good game in this game because the Giants can't cover the tight end. For whatever reason, they just can't cover the tight end. So Gronk should have an awesome game here. New England goes into to MetLife and wins the game. Go ahead, JT. This whole season is a revenge tour for New England. Sorry, Giants, you're in, you're the next one in line. All right, let's go on. Arizona takes on Seattle. Seattle's fighting for their playoff lives, and it's only midway through the season. I didn't think we would be saying that at all this year. Um, Carson Palmer, coming off a of bye week, uh, has had time to, to study a lot of film. Um, Jimmy Graham has been a non-factor except for maybe, what, two games all season for Seattle. Larry Fitz is a little nicked up, but we'll see what happens there. Him and, and, uh, and Sherman are always – a good matchup. I think Fitz is the only one that really gets uh, a lot of stuff on Sherman, regardless of the uh, coverage. But it's at home. It's at home. I'm going to Seattle. Go ahead, JT. Sherman's not going to be on Fitz. Fitz plays in the slot. Sherman only covers one side, and he covers the outside receiver. So that could be Michael Floyd or John Brown, if John Brown is able to play. He's up, up in the air, and he's questionable. Marshawn Lynch, believe it or not, is questionable. With an abdominal injury that's new, it happened in practice on Thursday. Um, even though he went through a full practice on Friday, you know, a lot of people have been shortchanging this team. I've been talking about this team, and you know, Victor, I've been talking about these players on this team um, ever since before the, before the season started. Um, I've been high on this team, especially the quarterback. Uh, he's a big, big. Um, time quarterback in big time situations and uh with a week off to to rest up for their uh, division rival um i like uh, uh arizona to pull off the upset in uh seattle in this being a nine and O or uh yeah this has been a nine and game cincinnati hosts your houston texas you know this is at nine and oh right um, Houston. I, I, heard, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. You, you, just, you just want to get me going today. That's all right. That's all right. I'm no, in the mood. I'm 
in the mood to 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 to, to rip you back. So keep on going. <laughs> Houston, you have a problem. I don't know what it is, but I know Arian Foster is not there. Alfred Blue didn't do that well in relief. Uh, Hopkins has been the lone bright spot for the Texans. Not even J.J. Watt has been able to will this team to victory. Um, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, um, you know, I see him going and, and thoroughly on Monday Night Football taking care of your Houston Texans to improve their record and have no defeats. Go ahead, J.T. I see trap game. I see a trap game. I see my Houston Texans going into Cincinnati off a bye week, pulling off a big upset. I do like the Houston Texans. It's going to be a close game, um, and but I think they pull it off. It's unfortunate that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. You should keep your personal feelings out of it. Because they really suck. They do. Houston sucks, man. Well, let me ask you Tell something. Me. Let Go me ahead. ask you something. And I don't think they played this week, this this year. Um, but they played last year, and, and and they got they beat your Washington Redskins. And let me ask you oh, something. Oh man, here we go. If they played this year, who wins the game? If they play this year, oh, that's a really good question. Um, to be where are they playing at? Are they playing in FedEx or are they playing in Houston? Won't make a difference. You you pick you well, pick it does. the venue. It, it does make a difference. It does make a difference. The reason why I say that is because the Redskins play extremely uh better defense at home. Houston on the other hand, they don't play good at all. Um but as I said, Hopkins has been a very, very valuable part of that team this year whether it's at home or on the road. But uh, the big surprise has been Nate Washington. Nate Washington has been the the wild card in this. Cecil Short's in and out of the lineup. Um, Nate looks like he's the go-to guy. So if they're in D.C. or in Landover, um, I give it to the Skins. But if they're at home again, if they're at home again, because there's a little home cooking there. I I think it is. Um, I think Houston wins because Romeo Cornell, he loves to zone blitz. And I said it once, I'll say it again. Cousins can defeat a zone. Cousins, for whatever reason, cannot pick the right man to throw to when it's man coverage. Don't understand it, but that's the deal. Um, I see possibly... A very close game in Houston, if not a win for Houston, if they played in Reliance Stadium. Either or. I mean, it was RG3, I definitely give it to the Skins because he can actually throw the ball past their secondary, but it's not. So, Pretty even, pretty even teams. Both teams, three and five point differential for uh, Houston tenth, Texans four and against is minus thirty one point differential for the Washington Redskins four and against is thirty seven minus thirty seven very very close very even 
uh, um, um, very uh, even rated teams, I should say. Okay. Well, I would still pick my skins if they're at home. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that will end our program for this week. As you heard, there was some high tensions from one person who just got their panties in a knot. That's all I'm going to say. And there was some calm, cool, collective activities from another, Mr. FSP. But on tomorrow, I can... Well, people, you want somebody to show some fire, or do you want a boring, boring (laughs) hour and a half of commentary? Well, you can always watch that on a Floyd Mayweather fight. (laughs) So there you go. But, but... Just like you said, Jerry, just like you said, I would still win. I would still win. So anyway. Three or four matches, buddy. Three or four matches. Whatever. Three or four matches. What do you have going on tomorrow on the master plan? I have week 10 as we speak on fantasy football. I got some gems of guys that you should pick up off the waiver wire that should be strong um, plays. Going forward, forward from ten, the, uh, week ten on until you possibly get into your playoffs, and probably be strong plays in that. I'm going to also go through who's got uh, the most favorable favorable schedules: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and I even may delve into um, defenses that maybe you may be streaming uh, or to be looking at uh, when you get. Uh, uh, in your playoff um, um, run. That, that's what we're talking about. All right. Surprising that talking about, you know, a fight game. But anyway, uh, I want to tell everybody, thank you for listening to us. What? <laughs> What'd you say? I said, there is no fight game without Floyd. <laughs> Whatever. That's what you think. I, I think it's. Not taking the bait, huh? <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. I want to go to bed. It's uh, 4.30 in the morning, and I've been up since 2. I mean, since 1, so. I thought you were you know, sleeping. Some of us. You sound like you're asleep at the wheel, but that's all right. That's another. That's just another conversation. I got you, loser. I got you, loser. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening to us. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to well, not Happy Thanksgiving because that's in a week or two. But uh, like I said, you sleep at the week. Shut up! I am tired though. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to us. You are tired. Such a loser you are, Jerry. Such a loser. So uh, catch the master plan tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as he gets you ready for your fantasy football fix. He's not better than me. But, you know, it is what it is. With that being said, thank you, JT, for being here. We are out of here. Fantasy sports and politics. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics.